What's going on, guys and girls? Welcome back to another episode on the Inside the Mind podcast. Joined with me today, which is a pleasure to have you both, is two students in Falcon and, of course, the man himself, Abdu, one of our coaches. We're really looking forward to having a conversation about two of our students that are on their journey to getting to the highest level of their trading possible. So they're both currently funding, go through the stages. And what we're looking to do is really learn more about their individual stories and what they're looking to strive towards. So join with me today is Daniel and Andrea. Daniel, how are you? Hey, doing all good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. It's a massive pleasure. You're very welcome, man. I'm really looking forward to, to digging into more about your journey, the kind of mindset and the emotions you've gone through so far. What about yourself, Andrea? How's everything yeah, on your side? Good, thanks. Hi, thanks for inviting me to the podcast, Mark. It's uh, an absolute pleasure and uh, looking forward to kind of talking through and discussing some of the stuff that's got us to where we're at today. I'm excited for it. Abdu, how's everything on your side? Yeah, fantastic. I think it's, it's super cool to be back on another one of these, have students on and kind of really hear about their journeys and how they're progressing with it. You know, at all stages, they kind of really give the, uh, the glimpse to the outside world, right, from not just our point of view, but from students as well. So I think that'll be really cool. 100%. And I mean, and, and uh, both of them are funded on different third party funded accounts, which is, is really, really exciting because we have our own in-house fund. But something that we always say, listen, it doesn't matter whether you're in our in-house fund, you're in a different fund. The reality is it's a stepping stone for you to both get to those next stages. And that's where I'd really like to, to start. Andre, I'd love to start with yourself if we kind of dig into that, your journey, where you're at right now. If you were to just kind of sum that up in a, in a few minutes as to where do you feel you're at and what are the kind of emotions that you've gone through uh, so far with this uh, funded account? Is this your first time being funded, by the way? Yes, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, yeah, so my journey, it's a, it's a funny one, but... Um, so I started off, I think every, oh, I don't know if everyone does, but I kind of started off it, I think it was 2019, someone sent me a link to um to a signal thing, you know, and I was like, okay, try it. Did what I did, got sick of it, and then stopped completely. It was like, didn't do anything to, to do trading. And then it, I think it was it was about May 2020 when someone sent me some information on some um, ha- kind of high frequency trading, so really low time frame stuff. Um, and I got into it, but it was kind of like, I got quite good as well, but it was like, it wasn't sustainable. So I, I started looking around thinking, you know, I want to find something that's that's sustainable. That's not kind of you know really high emotion. It's kind of like gambling. You get really you know into it, and it's all buzzy. And and I thought there must be this isn't trading. This can't be trading. So I started looking around, and that's in um, I think it was 2021 in January. I'd had the Christmas break, and I was looking around trying to get into proper forex and not the high frequency stuff. Um, and I found something that was indicator based. So I got stuck in, learned it, and again that same doubt in the back of my head kind of came across as. This isn't really sustainable, and the reason is, I, if I was, if I lost a trade, it was fine, but I didn't know why I was losing, so I couldn't kind of get my head around. It was just too quick, and I thought, you know, there must be something more to it, and I started looking into price action, and that's when I thought, um, you know, I found uh, a few different strategies and quite a lot of lessons on price action. So, started looking at, you know, you know, the charts without any indicators, um, and then that's kind of, you know, how I stumbled across um, Falcon. That was May 2021. So stumbled across Falcon and I'd already kind of learned price action um, for two or three months. And, and that's where my head kind of turned to this is a sustainable strategy. Um, you know, it's got longevity and there's something I can really learn and get my head around and, and there's flexibility. So that's kind of my you know journey in a few minutes. But um, it was more to do with finding a sustainable something that I could build on that had a sustainability around it. See, see, that's that's so interesting, right? That you already was gravitating towards price action. Now, uh, many of us, and we'll dig into more of uh, Daniel's story as well as the 
in just a second as to where he learned and things. But I know from speaking on behalf of myself and Abdu, we've kind of gone for a similar journey where we've gone into all different types of way of looking at trading, whether it's moving averages, support and resistance, you name it. And it's just interesting how that once you once you see price action for what it is, you can't unsee it, right? Once you understand this is how the market moves, it just is, right? When you've got indicators and all these different things, it's open to interpretation. The reality is the market moves in a certain way. And I think that is, you said they hit the word nail on the head, the longevity of it, because it gives you the confidence to actually move forward. How, how do you feel now that you're in that phase of, of being funded? Is there anything that you put in place, any discipline that you've learned over the years that's helped you stay kind of level-headed and not get too overexcited in that euphoric state? I think um, I think the thing for me over the probably over the last year is I've been un- unlearning what I've learned. So it's it's basically trying to right. get it get it. So you learn the strategy, and there's so much you can learn on the strategy. You know, I've learned a couple of the uh, the you know the the, um, the patterns, but I've got so much more to learn. But what I've been working on over the last year is my mindset, and I've been basically trying to remove emotion, so that if I'm in a trade and it and it goes, I'm like brilliant. If it doesn't go, I'm like I'm okay. And it's kind of like it's taken me about a year, I can say, but I feel like I'm just about there. There's still a bit of, you know, FOMO and stuff to work on. But it, that's the main, the main kind of pivot point for me. It's been mm-hmm. like just going. Do you know what I need to lose in order to to play out? You know, the edge, the probability, and it's just going to happen to get over it. And this is part of the game. And I think that shift has really helped me to get to where I am now. To kind of have the courage to go for a challenge and think, well, if I don't do it, I don't mm-hmm. do it. I'll learn from that. Everything's a lesson and just moving forward. So. I think that's the the exact type of mindset you need to have if you want to succeed in this business. So yeah, that that's that's so cool to see you going through those stages. It's exciting, you know, where you're at now. It's a great achievement. And I think what's really cool is that us as a community celebrating those wins um all together. Uh, Abdul, I'm curious from you, right? Because at Daniel's stage, right? So he's gone through a different funded firm. Um, at his stage now, you've gone through many experiences like that on funded firms and private investment capital. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on or any questions you want to fire over to Daniel? Well, it's interesting because uh, you're, you're at your first funded account, right? I think it's exciting. And something Andrew just said about like still dealing with like the mindset in a, in a positive way to balance where you kind of have to just experience it. And I think you're spot on. You're saying like over a year, it's, it's a lot of those things were exposure. And something I've said a lot is you really need that experience of going through it, right? You can, you can kind of read a book, you can be told about it, but the reality is, is until you live it, then that, that's when you really know it, right? I think now as it becomes, I'd say a funded account, right? Or any level of investment is the first major real point so i guess to daniel first and then back to you andrea how does that how, how like that has to be a new emotion now right it's made it a lot more real like i remember the first time i made even just like 10k off a trading account i was like oh my god this was made from trading right which doesn't conceptually seem real at times so mm-hmm. now that it's there that you know for instance you're a few trades ish away from scaling up you're a few trades ish away from a big withdrawal like what's going through your mind through all that um, so it's more of a case where I'm trying to keep myself level-headed. I don't want to get so, you know, so overwhelmed by, you know, the excitement and the, you know, that achievement, achieving feeling that you finally got the funded account. Because for me, it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy try. I took, it took me, um, I want to say four tries. I had a, I tried a challenge one time. I felt that, but I, um, I was in a little bit of profit. So they let me get a free, re- a free repeat. So I took a repeat, I felt that one as well. And then I took a third one and then I, I passed the first phase and then filled the verification. And then this was the first one I've actually been able to get passed through the whole, um, the whole challenge. So it's, it was a very, you know, very accomplishing feeling that I finally been able to do it. But um, yeah, I just have to try and keep myself, you know, level-headed, uh, um, you know, make sure I'm picking the right trades and 
analyzing it properly, not missing things out and whatnot. And yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. So have you, uh, by the way, so just to kind of add, add on to that, have you used like the uh, AFT and the refinement yet? Or are you still not at that stage where you've directed? <clears throat> so yeah, um, on on the trade that I um, completed the challenge with actually, it wasn't it was an, um, a refined, refined trade, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And how have you found it so far? Like I know it's only been out for like less than two weeks-ish at this point. So it, it's, um, it's one of those things that I, how do I word this correctly? I, I don't want to overuse it. That's yeah. something that Mark did mention a lot when he was um, telling us about it. He said, try not to use it in the places where, you know, like, for example, on a one-hour structure, there's no point using it on a one-hour structure because the, the chances of it working is a lot less. And especially for someone who is new like me, trying to implement that it may not be the most easiest and the smartest thing to do. So, yeah, I can use it, but I'm only using it on, again, the continuations right at the top of the structure or the bottom of the structure. I'm not using it anywhere else. Yeah, I'm trying to be very strict with my use of, 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 the, of the refinement strategy right now. Have you, uh, yeah, sorry, go for it, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, do you see there and then, right? This is so important just to understand for anyone listening, right? So, Daniel, your first thought process is that you're going to use it at the top of the structure, exactly explained in the video, right? You're a funded trader, correct? Can yeah. you see the correlation is that people that get through to next stages can just listen well. You, you'll be surprised how, and it's a big compliment to you and to both of you, right? Is that it's so important to understand is that when you're on your journey and someone gives you instructions as to this is what you need to do, you just need to listen to it. And it's as simple as that. What we do as traders is go, no, I'm going to put my own interpretation on it and then make unnecessary mistakes. You know, there's, there's nothing hidden. This is the best way to use it. And what we want to do is go, yeah, but what if the amount of trades have already been sent and Abdul, I'm sure it's the same for yourself and probably for Ivy as well, flooded with trades that make no sense towards the videos whatsoever. And the best thing you can do is exactly what you just said. Just don't overuse it, right? Because when you, when you catch it in the right areas, that's actually all you need to do. Right now we're focusing on continuation. Literally, if we never touched reversal, we would still be okay. That's the crazy thing about it. Like, even if we only used 50% of what I've tested, you would be more than fine on your funded account scaling up. And you would never even want to take the risk of diving into something that has um, less probability of playing out. Was you going to mention anything on that, Abdu? Yeah, well, I think you, you touched upon it pretty well there because and, and kind of on the back end of Daniel's point, because I really like the part you just said about just sticking to continuations only and not particularly because it's not inherently just easier. But I think it's the psychology of what people assume is in a kind of agreed ways, they always want more, right? Like it's like, okay, a 20% month that's turned to a 40% month that's turned to a 50% month, right? Usually when someone kind of talks in that way, it kind of already shows me that they're not consistent, to be honest, mm -hmm. because the, the re it's not that you shouldn't like look to refine and improve, but there is degrees of you, when you've kind of been in this game long enough, you understand the dynamics of it, you, you know what's sustainable, you know what happens across the board, and you know what it's not like to not actually take unnecessary risk on board, right? And, and that part kind of comes in somewhere in between consistency to funding to kind of scaling up your lifestyle right so that that, that kind of becomes one of those main things that i kind of look out for and seeing people and, and how they treat their capital and i mean you, you guys are obviously at that stage in your journey where you're leveling up you know and andrea kind of to bring it back to you have you used the refinement has it been part of your trading uh how are you looking to implement it all that i so i, I we obviously got got it got released and i had that thought in my head where i was like do you know what i need i still need to do what i'm doing in with all of the other um you know the the other topics and the other kind of areas of the course so i didn't look at it and then at the weekend i had i gave in had a quick look but i just wanted to look out of interest because i don't want to take my mind away from what i need to nail so in my head i'm kind of like right i've got q3 i know that people are going to be working through the you know the aft and and doing what they need to do but 
I'm really kind of big on just walking your own walk and staying at my own pace and I'm not ready for that so I'm kind of like right it's cool I'll still look at it when I'm you know, analyzing the charts and if I see something I may do it do it on demo or just look at you know mark up the chart but mm. I'm not actually ready for it and so I'm quite happy just sitting tight for another three months and then probably Q4 I'll get into it um so yeah I could be throwing opportunity away but at the same time I'm not I'm trying to just stay focused on what I want to do which is grow my account so honestly I don't think you're throwing opportunity opportunity away just that, yeah. yeah you know it's uh it's the it's the great mindset to be in because yeah. uh, many people are in a comparison mode they can't help themselves but so imagine right Andre you see someone who in the community is trading 100k uses the refinement bank 17 percent it's a lot easier to go oh, well maybe I should then Maybe I should look at it, but the reality is you will get there quicker by just staying in your own lane, which is how you can see it's so unnecessary to compare your journey to anyone else. It, re it really is. Yeah. And you'll get so much further and feel more confident within yourself that you don't actually feel the Im impulsiveness to just want to do something just because someone else is, is doing it. That is what independency is. It's like being part of a community where we celebrate each other's wins without you're ahead of me or you're behind that doesn't mean anything it's just are you progressing and that's it and i think that's the great thing which i've already noticed from both of your mindsets which is actually a breath of fresh air it's it's actually a lot easier for us to knowledge transfer and teach when both of you come in with these mindsets honestly so we we thank you for that it's so good man it's so good and I mean, just to add on to that point, when when we were testing refinement, we, we did it for months and months, right? It wasn't one of those things that we kind of just came out with. And I think people kind of forget that part where they'll forget that like Mark's been doing it for a couple of years now. Then he kind of showed me and then we went on our own way, find like different things. He had come back, right? Scale it up with our own capital and all those things. We released the content and you see some people are like, yep, applying it the day after, right? And I was like, okay, relax. You know what I mean? I was like, to take a step, right? But that's the big part of what we've kind of been teaching over and over, right? Is really stacking in that way, incongruence onto everything else that you have, right? And, and that's that's where the power comes from it, you know, and why it's able to get not only these high double-digit returns, but also really keeping that risk the same. But it has to really come from knowing that like part before it pretty well, right? So I, I do agree with both of you of taking your time, getting accustomed to it, you know, and there's no shame in having new emotions sometimes. Exactly like we've been there, Mark's been there, right? It's completely normal. And I think people forget about that because we kind of want to go into this like ideal lifestyle, so to speak, right? Which in a way, I guess that's where you guys are going to start transitioning to now, right? It becomes a bit more real, so to speak. So uh, I don't know, like, what does that look like for you guys? Uh, Daniel, do you want to go first? Um, so. <clears throat> I I already had the idea that, you know, trading is going to be the first thing that, you know, it brings in the, the major amount of revenue for me, but it's, it shouldn't be the only thing. Um, so before I actually got into trading, as I am now, I I tried a bunch of other different things, you know, like uh, dropshipping, reselling shoes, uh, affiliate I was doing a bunch of other things. Um, but I found that I was very, very like, I was very intrigued by, um, you know, building e-commerce stores and, you know, running a business online. So I always want to get back to that. Um, so ideally, with the first thing I want to do after creating an income with the revenue I'm making from trading is to create a second source of income. And from there, then the opportunities can kind of like branch out and like start fixing stuff in my house. Like I'm trying to get my, my family out of the house we're in right now. My mom's working on that as well. So there's a bunch of different things I want to do. Uh, but yeah, uh, in terms of your question, like it's it's just one thing at a time, isn't it? First thing on my mind is a, it's a self and other source of income with, with what I'm getting right now. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's solid. And I think that is the, the right way to do it as well. Don't try and build too many at once. 
because then you just get so distracted and that is yeah. what mo- that's what most people are doing and especially tiktok probably doesn't really help with that um but, but it's the it's the age we're going in right so we have to be responsible for the information uh, and the shift of knowledge that we're consuming on a regular basis so each time a new platform or something comes out that makes us feel more impatient we have to have the responsibility as adults and go oh hold on a minute this is actually not the correct way and if you find yourself getting impatient you have to always audit and always look around i'm, I'm always doing it. i've done it yesterday i was just going through i, I do this very often I, I jumped on a call with the team yesterday and we was going over uh, just a list of feedback right of right what do you do well what do you not do well and i think what most people are not doing and this is going to help to your training so much is just assess why are you the way that you are why do you think the way that you do has your circumstances changed has uh, your upbringing right now if you go and trace it back do you think it's influencing you in a positive or negative way and if it is you're both on funded accounts and you self-sabotage is not something that just is obvious it's deceptive right so you don't want to be at a stage where you're doing well you're getting to the next stage everything's going great and you've just not even had the self-awareness to actually look at these things and then realize you only see it in hindsight, if I would have addressed it or worked on it, maybe that would have put me in a position. So that's something that I'm always doing. So just a recommendation. It doesn't matter even when you're trading over seven figures and you get to these stages, you still have to be mindful of just the way you behave to things. Because we can easily go back into default mode. I found myself slipping back into default mode many of times. And it's only because of the circle that I've had, they've been able to point something out like oh mark you um you seem a bit off like you you is everything all good and then i've realized that's my almost flag is like oh hold on a minute let me assess that myself and then i've been able to correct it so it's not about perfection it's just having these little tools to check in with yourself abdu have you ever experienced that yourself as that you started going towards the higher figures yeah i mean especially the part about self-sabotage i really like that you said it's deceptive because it's not one of those things you might logically think you're like oh i'm gonna ruin what i have going for me now right like you don't just wake up one day and you're like let me just set myself backwards right it could be these very unknown fears happening at a very subconscious level right like where even something like scaling up and on behalf of a lot of people i know in the community that i just speak to and stuff and on the back end of what you just said daniel as well about like wanting to help your mother out take care of the family the house that's responsibility that now comes on you, right? Like you can look at the moral side of things where you're like, yay, I'm helping my family. But then there's the other like mathematical side. You're like, how much money do I need for this? And can I sustainably do, you know, like it's not just, okay, boom, let's move everyone into a $2 million house. It's fine. It's like one, chances are you're not paying for the 2 million completely down. You're actually probably gonna get a mortgage and like strategically leverage the money correctly and all those things, right? So all of a sudden you're like, you're looking at the payments, people moving out, right? All those things. And I remember it was something that, Someone that told me, I think it was actually you, Mark, right? Um, that told me this about like, if you buy someone like a Lambo, for instance, who can't afford a Lambo, right? You also have to keep in mind, they can't pay the insurance and they can't do the oil changes and stuff like that. So it's like, are you actually going to cover all those things as well? Right. And you like, do you, or are you just going you know, to buy them the Lambo and be like, all right, good luck, man. You know, like you got this. And then it, it's kind of on the back end of also what like Oprah used to do. Right. I don't know if you guys ever read those stories, but she'd gift these people, these things. And all of a sudden they'd actually be in a worse off situation yes. yeah, because crazy. they couldn't afford either the tax or the maintenance on the thing itself. And all of a sudden they had to go in debt because they're like, look, I have this really cool item, but not applicable. Right. And I think that responsibility kind of kicked in for myself at some point, you know, where I was like, oh man, I want to scale this up correctly. And I most certainly don't want to move backwards. Right. I, I'd hate to be in a situation and be like, hey guys, I'm moving all to this great house. And all of a sudden a year later, I'm like, hey guys, we got to downgrade all of it. You know? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> market's been not the best. You know, I, I took a bit of slippage and here we are. So 
I, I think that was a big one for me, you know, and I, I guess as a word of caution and stuff is to really scale up sustainably, right? Like do it in a way where I, I get the eagerness, I get the rush, I get the excitement, right? But I also see the other side where people at the same time are like, look, I want to upgrade everyone's life at the same time. Like you take a step back, you know? So that's what it was for me. And uh, I don't know if you guys have had like some of that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, excitement in that way. We're like, yes, I'm going to change it all right now kind of thing. Has that been going through your minds? And obviously, yes. And, and maybe are you guys considering going full time soon? Like, is that on the cards or? Yeah, uh, definitely do have that, that bit of a rush. You know, again, I think it's some, something that I definitely need to work on um you know i've now got a funded account everything is going to change overnight i i do catch myself in that mindset more often than i'd like to admit so that is definitely something that i you know i gotta definitely work on you know making sure i narrow down and focus on what i'm doing at the moment that's working and you know getting that to a degree where i can then begin to scale out and do other stuff you know I, I honestly think that this is why community is absolutely imperative. You see all these emotions. Imagine just dealing with that on your own. Right? And, and I can say that because that's what I did. And it was horrible. So to give you a perspective, someone will tell you 50K, just go and move out. It's fine. You know, you can make 20% a month. You can make 10 grand a month. It's fine. I was still living at home, right, with my parents for a few different reasons as well, even on 400. So even at 400K, I could, what I'm saying is this, when it was, uh, when Abdu was talking about the, the Lambo story and all these different things of like the responsibility, we're so in a rush to, 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 as soon as you get something, you've never had it naturally, you're like, right, I've got it now. Let me go and buy this. or let me go and move them out. But you put unnecessary pressure on yourself. So from my experience, taking longer is always better. It really is. I was in a position for maybe two years where I could have made a move. Right. But it would have set me back maybe another three years just by just taking my time with it. It's elevated me to a completely different financial structure because of that decision where I was literally living in a, what a covenant, a council estate, right? With my mom and dad. But no one would know. I'd be walking out just in normal clothes and no one would have a clue if I've just made 50 grand that month. And they wouldn't even be able to fathom that happening. Right. And that still didn't give me that urge to like, well, I need to move them out now. This needs to happen now because I had a plan. I stuck to it. I was disciplined with it. And I realized where I was going. You're both going to go through that. And it's important that you don't make impulsive decisions just because you technically have arrived for the first time of taking your first 10K withdrawal, first 20K. It's so eager to want to just satisfy the void that you've never had. And it and it's important that you have that inner circle within the inner circle, right? Naturally, you'll gravitate to, to people either local to you right you might meet other traders in the community i think that's really really important for, for your both experiences how have you found community for yourself yeah i think um i so i've really i'm quite a lone wolf i think like so i've always been kind of just you know sitting in the background just kind of doing my own thing and when i first joined falcon i, I kind of did that and I, I still probably do do that but um i just thought you know what i want to i want to start getting around people who think the same who have already been through this who know what to do if I have a wobble or if I think, you know, I just have a question. I just, I just don't know how to approach this. So, so I, I I'll use the, uh, the community for that, but I've also kind of upgraded to, to FX live because of that reason. So people always say, you know, you surround yourself with, you know, the, the five people who kind of, you know, have the most impact on you. And that's, that's what I want to do. So I'm at that stage now where I'm like, right, it's really important who I'm listening to and what advice I'm taking and just the, the general goal setting drive, you know, people who've been there before, it's really important that I put myself into those situations. So that's what I've been working on over the last few months is just being able to minimize all the other distractions, focus on what I want. And that's 
focused on trading. And so in order to stop paying for and doing all of the other stuff that's distracting me and focus on what I want and what is what I want is to become a full-time trader. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I need to be in that community of like, like-minded people who are really on that, you know, the same path as me. Um, but also aware that, that that path, like you were saying there, Mark, I'm not, I'm not really that fussed about like the payout and stuff. I'm not, I'm not in a position in life where I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got COVID kind of hit and, and everyone pretty much started working from home. And, and mm-hmm. so from my whole working career, I was like, I just want to work from home. I want to be an entrepreneur. How can I do it and not be tied to a, like a desk, you know, mm-hmm. sitting at a workplace that I have to check in every day. And it just kind of happened. And now I'm kind of like, do you know what? I'm actually okay with my job and I get to trade. And so actually if I make 10 grand a month, 50 grand a month, I'm just going to whack it, keep whacking it away, keep building, mm-hmm. keep putting it all away. And then probably not even draw out that much because I want to have a big buffer zone, you know, on my account. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it's flipped the way I, way I am with things. And I've got the thing, the finer things in life already. So I'm not really that mm-hmm. fussed. So now I'm more about how can I do this in a way that's going to make long-term wealth and, and help my family so that, you know, this time in a year, I might have, I don't know, two, three, four, five hundred grand sat there, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go and buy a Lambo with it because I've got a Range Rover Sport. I'm not really fussed, you know what I mean? But exactly. It's, so it's long term. So my mind's flipped massively. I suppose it's I'm a bit older now than I was then, but yeah, my mindset's flipped to being, you know, it's like long, long term wealth, I suppose. I think it's, it's, it's so enjoyable when you have that mindset because the uh, you get excitement of smaller things. Like I've joked about it before, like getting a new coffee machine becomes more <laughs> exciting than the Lambo, right? Because eventually yeah. you've experienced the cars. You're like, all right, it's fun. I enjoy it. It looks great. And then it's yeah. about practicality because you literally become obsessed in, in building wealth. You're like, right, I've got this account. This is 500 grand. I've got these investments. This is what that's doing. I've got these businesses. These are my incomes. It becomes more exciting about the actual nitty gritty, like day-to-day routine, who you're talking to, what you're listening to, how do you feel? All the superficial stuff, it's exciting for a period of time, but it just goes away. Uh, Daniel, for yourself, how's, how's that looking for you? I know you're keen for a meetup. And uh, I was going to kind of put the question back to you for community. How have you, uh, how have you found that? Um, so I've actually found it, you know, it's, it's kind of that missing thing that I needed, uh, that I felt like I needed. So before coming to Falcon, I, you know, like, like similar to Andrea, I was kind of like a lone wolf, you know, doing mm-hmm. everything myself. I wasn't really, you know, sharing what I was finding out or, you know, speaking to anyone else because there wasn't really anyone else doing it the way I wanted to do it around me. No one really, everyone, I'm kind of, I was kind of in a space where if you said the word Forex trading, you just look like a scam like it just mm. looked like a scam because you know there's there was there's so many um people sending no like you know whatsapp messages or telegram messages saying deposit x amount and you can expect to see this amount in a, in a space of a month or two months and so whenever you said forex or trading that was a kind of response that you received so i was i, I kind of went on it on my own like during I, I was i started it whilst i was in i was in college uh <laughs> It was kind of bad, actually. I was just sitting in form. We would have desks in form, and I would have the trading view website up throughout the majority of the form period. Just looking at charts, it wasn't ideal, but I was a lot more drawn to that than education. And like, I guess some people kind of had that, and I'm, I was one of them. Um, but obviously, whilst I was in, you know, doing my actual lessons, I was focused. But in my spare time, lunchtime, I was in a library looking at looking at charts and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I was kind of the only one doing it. But um, you know, after going through YouTube, bought like a fifty-pound course. Didn't really, you know, that's I, I got false confidence after using going through that course and you know, build the challenges. That's when I realized, um, trading. If if I wanted to do it in the way I wanted to do it, I would need a mentor or some sort of person to you know correlate things with, like to you know, like a checkup, like to see, okay, you're not doing this correctly, or this is how you're meant to do it, and this is 
how you're doing it. This is what you need to improve on. And for me, that's where the community came in. Um, like literally, uh, I can't even, where do I start? From when I sent my first um, message in, or when I first joined and I see Zach getting his FTMO account, it was mm-hmm. just kind of, it was where I wanted to be. It was the people who, you know, they're doing literally what I was trying to do. So yeah, no, it, it's played a, it's played a big role. Not so long ago, I think like a couple like a week ago, I met up with another member from um from Falcon um Basim. We met up at um Westfield. Was a great guy, you know, serious lad, heads on his shoulder and everything. He has really great plans, and uh, he's looking to get onto the um the Falcon fund uh this quarter. So yeah, really exciting stuff um for him. But yeah, no, it's I really love the community. I found like a really good place here. That's a, it's, it's such an it's such an important place to be mentally because what's interesting is that all four of us right you've all you've all mentioned uh, the one uh, the same thing and I and I can already speak on behalf of Abdu as well lone wolf right I was a lone wolf Abdu was a lone wolf both of you are lone wolves so we'll say the same thing yet you're more powerful and more dangerous in a good way when you're surrounded by other people. I, I was exactly the same introvert at preference. This is not my uh, normal setting to want to go do that. I'd rather be the guy on the laptop where no one knows about me, which is what I was for so many years. But what I've realized is again, I had to get out of my own ego as to why do I want to be a lone wolf? Cause if my, if the goal is this, I want to be as wealthy as possible, as successful as possible. Does me being a lone wolf increase the chances of me basically fucking up at some point? Well, yeah, I got no one to lean on. How would that make any sense whatsoever to not have a powerful network? And what's the opportunity cost of missing out on big opportunities? Because I've got this image in my head that I'm lone wolf. I don't need anyone else, which actually limits me. And as soon as I started changing that shift, I started to network with people more in property, just people that were more successful than me and just new stuff that I didn't. And that honestly leveraged everything else, actually pushed my trading career. So many people from the outside would be thinking, well, I don't need the community. Well, you don't. You can do anything on your own. You you don't necessarily need anything. However, what's the risk of not being around good people that can push you a lot further? That's always the question in my mind, how are we leveraging that, which I think is incredibly exciting. Um, my last question for, for all of you, actually, I'm going to start off with Abdu because he's already gone through this and it's going to go towards the golden number. I've been explaining this for a while and I think this is so exciting when you're drawing out your plans. Abdu, was there a golden number for you as when you uh, was going full time or a figure? Did it just happen naturally? Um, it, it was a bit of both. See, f- funny enough, like my first 10K was actually on a 100K account at the time. And I remember I went through all the euphoria in the moment. I was like, like, no joke. And my mom was like, I was going to tell my mom to quit her job. Right. And I was like, like some part of me just told me like, chill for a second, you know, because it was, it was, it was 10K made 10%. Right. And I was like, easy. I'm going to make 10% every month kind of thing. And the biggest problem in that is, Yes, it had been a series of a few good months kind of thing, but I hadn't been exposed long enough to the market to realize you can't always pull out 10% without a shadow of a doubt kind of thing. Yes, there are opportunities. Yes, there are things you can refine. I get it, but it's not one of those things you can't just impose a number on the market every single month, right? So it kind of became one of those things. I was like, okay, well, and on the back end, I actually spent that money, right? And I realized I was like, whoa, I went into a bit of drawdown right after. And I was like, wait. How am I supposed to withdraw the next 10K when I'm in drawdown right now? I got to make like 13%. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like midway through the month and I was like, um, and I started to all of a sudden put these arbitrary times and goals and things just because I was trying to scale up too fast, right? 
what helped me was I still did have my other businesses online at the time. So I, I didn't need the income. It was just more out of kind of ego in the point of view of, oh yeah, I just want to do full-time trading, right? The reality is the money was still coming in. It was all around. I was still going to be at the computer all day. So nothing would have actually changed beyond the title I would have kind of given myself in the moment, you know, which just when I realized that it made no sense, and it's kind of the back end thing about you were saying about the, the whole community and mentorship, right? I think what a big, it actually baffles my mind when people say they don't need a mentor, um, not because it's not possible, I guess, as, a, as someone who would be branded as egotistical fairly often, right? I enjoy discovering something yourself as much as the next person. But I think there is so much opportunity lost in not saving the time and realizing someone else could just tell you some of the mistakes you could make, you know? And that's the same things in like, when you realize something like, let's just say, for instance, let's just say crypto. If you know nothing about crypto, you can sit down and learn A to Z yourself, right? But how long is that going to take? It's the same thing with trading. When you look at it, when you take a loss, how do you know if it was a bad loss or a good loss, right? That was one of the hardest things. And Andrew, I think you said that towards the start of this podcast, right? Where you didn't know why you were losing. I remember being in that exact same position, right? I was trading indicators at the time, I was doing all those things and I take a loss and I was like, great, you know? And then like <laughs> months would go by and I'm like, great. <laughs> and you're kind of just waiting to wake up one day and just be like, look, it all worked out. Right. But it, it doesn't translate like that. There's, there's these steps along the way. And, and that was the part where when you look at all major parts of life, specifically sports too, which I often compare trading to a sport, everyone has these coaches. I have people all day looking at them. And as you were saying, Mark, the, the, the network of opportunities and the things that can kind of happen in between. And that to me was a lot more important, you know? So I was able to actually scale up safely, you know, because I didn't actually, like, I got lucky that I spent that 10K recklessly. And all of a sudden that was like a, a very opening moment to me, very euphoric moment. I was like, oh man, no, I can't do this like this. I got to build it in a way, scale up capital as much as possible, not rush to scale up recklessly. And kind of, I put myself in a position, I was like, okay, if, I want, if I'm going to level up my lifestyle, I want to make sure it's permanent. So even mm -hmm. if I spend a bit more time at each level, so to speak, I'll never move backwards, not from like a, a leveling up point of view, you know, I'll, I'll level up, maintain, level up, it's kind of like a, a step bar graph in that way, right? Um, so that was kind of my own experience with it. No, well, thank you for sharing that. Dude, that. That's awesome. And it's so interesting how we all go through these different things, but like you, you're never, ever prepared for, for what is in front of you as you, what you said. How do you know you're taking a good loss or a bad loss? And how could you sit there and think, well, I'm just going to hope to figure it out. Imagine someone could tell you a mistake that you're making, but you, you would take six months to figure it out. So imagine how many people out there right now are taking six months to figure out something that someone who's further than them could just explain it in about a minute voice note, for example. It's crazy how much you're missing out on for years. Crypto, another great example. Well, I, I mean, you, even, sorry, just to go up, because I remember this very specific one. You had set this particular intro on Europounds like four years ago. You were like, this doesn't do that well in Europound. I took that as fact and I was like, all right, let's just go prove it. The whole process from the moment you said it to me, like believing it for myself was like three hours mm -hmm. versus me having to find that tweak myself. Right. And I think that's the part where a lot of people don't realize is half the time they're trying to answer questions, answer questions for questions they don't even have. Mm. And you're like, and then they'll just go to the chart and they're like, look, find the question and find the answer. And you're like, yeah, good luck with that one. And good luck with you probably have a thousand more you have to do, right? And doing that over and over and over, not lose money. You deal with the outside pressure of probably parents, friends, families, boyfriends, girlfriends. And everyone's like kind of indirectly giving you a timeline because they're like, look, you've been doing this thing for two years and you've moved backwards, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it, it's just, to me, it's one of the worst game plans I've ever seen, to be honest. hundred percent. A great example is AFT, right? That, that's actually been pushed from, from 
you guys and girls to be completely frank right because it is we're in a position in which that we always have to be improving um part of as a trader to keep ourselves sharp the community keeps me accountable like i i love that about this project because someone asked me a few weeks ago it's like right dude, is this like a long-term thing of course this is like a legacy that long term that's almost like an insult to me of the amount of time that's been put in just for this infrastructure alone but it's it's that it's a year and a half of finding something that someone might have never found how would they have even known where to look you know and that's because i've been doing this for nearly 15 years that's when my instincts actually took over there was nothing really crazy logical to tell me go and refine so because don't four years ago it was just instinct from experience to know right my subconscious has blueprinted something for enough now to know where to look which is crazy to even think about that but that's that's the value with experience right so uh, I'm really, really excited to just knowledge transfer as many of those things as possible. And I think as a community, that's what's going to keep us leveling up. I'm curious now for both of you, what, what the golden number is. Andrea, I want to start with yourself. I know you said that you're, um, you, you kind of looked at it and you've shifted the perspective, right? That you're not eager to kind of pull things out. Is there a figure in which that maybe you would quit your job or consider that um, just kind of just focusing on that? Yeah, I think... I have, I have, I was on, I was listening to some of your, your stuff last week and I think the week before Mark and I did, I did that exercise where you, you write down what it would take to, yes. you know, that, the, just the first phase. So for me, it's, it's, it's a figure. So from, I kind of worked out starting for the first year, it would be a 300k account, let's say. Mm -hmm. And then I worked it out that if it was a 10% profit um, per month, and then you took 80% of that as a profit share, it's, it's around about 12 and a half grand a month. I think it works out as. Mm -hmm. but, I but the thing is for me you'd have to be doing that for I'd have to be doing it for a year before I'd then go okay I'm consistent and I think the magic word is consistent it's not okay I've done it I've done it for two or three months it needs to be not so much 10 percent. it might be two it might be like 12 15 or, or it might, it might course, come down yeah. to one two but that's kind of where I need to be after six after 12 months that I can go okay yeah I'm quite consistent I'm you know getting getting repetitive um, results in the, in the markets so that would be my minimum and then I think in, in my head, I've always been like, right, I'm going to just go for loads of funded accounts. How I'm going to do it. But now I'm kind of like, right, do you know what? There's one thing you keep saying, Mark, which is every time I take a trade now, I say to myself, would I take this trade on a million pound account? And I just say it. It's just something that's stuck in my head. And I just think if I say no, I just go dismiss it. I just don't do it. I might take it on trading view like, and just see mm. how it runs out and learn from it. But I won't take it. And, and that's so my head's flipped to like, do you know what? I think the next step's going to be getting um, consistency with this you know this small account this um live account but also it's probably going to be the, the you know the, the fund with, with you guys with falcon so and then that will allow me to do small small steps be consistent and learn with the right people and then when i get to that point you know you can go up to like a million and you know beyond so i think that's going to be the path for me um and then eventually obviously you know a year or two i can hopefully leave the job in the end but it's not my goal is not i need to get out of my job um, I just want to build wealth and do it consistently to the point where I can prove to myself that I can do it, you know, and I'm actually a trader. hundred percent. I think the urgency shouldn't be get out of your job. The urgency, urgency should be, are you doing the things that's going to help you get that 300 and so on? Because yeah. when people are urgent to get out of their job, it kind of, uh, you shortcut everything else. So then you don't get there in the first place. So I think that's a, it's a great, great mindset to be in. What about yourself, Daniel? Is there a golden number? Have you done some, I'm going to do this in the recession workshop with myself, Abdu and Ebby, by the way, we're going to be going over some kind of simulation 
as to what is possible because each person's journey is different. Someone might be living on their own in a one bedroom flat, right? And that's, they only need a certain amount. Someone might have three kids. It's completely different for everyone. So everybody's number is going to be different. Have you kind of done that simulation? Have you got anything in your head that's going to push you to go full time? Um, so, yeah, you know, um, the goal is to get full time for sure. I uh, don't need a massive number. So a million is... It's on. It's on a high scale for me. I, I I don't need a lot because I'm still quite young. You know, I I, uh, I plan to invest in other things to you know maybe push and grow my own capital mm-hmm. in that way. Um, I'd say for me the funding that I want to hit is six figures. Uh, at least a hundred k. You know, mm-hmm. once I hit that, I feel like I'm, I'll be at a point where I'll have enough uh, liquidity to invest in the little things that I want to invest in. Yeah. So I think about hundred two hundred k. That's enough for me. Yeah, that's that's solid. That that's what's really really exciting for people because some people will be fifty k, right? And you might be thinking that's quite small. It really depends where they're at because, you know, mine was very very small. But I wouldn't recommend my journey to anyone. Um, but the thing is, what it's done in hindsight, it's pushed me, uh, so so much. So what you want to find is this balance between it being too comfortable. And then you'll kind of never you'll never be comfortable enough. Is the point I'm making because you'll get to somewhere and go another 100k and then I'll do it but part of actually doing it is the uncomfortable of this isn't perfect it's it's good but I'm going to feel a little bit of emotion and that emotion there is going to keep you sharper it's going to make you more disciplined which will get you to the next level anyway that's what I've noticed if you're too comfortable it almost like stagnates your growth you have to have an, an element of not being too reckless um, like what Andrea was talking about you know your first 10k withdrawal you don't just go there and quit your job it's about having a plan and a structure that will go over but it's incredibly exciting to know it's not as far away as you think imagine people from the outside Daniel you were talking about that when people say the word forex their perception of forex they're like oh what's that they think that for you to be a full-time trader they think oh you must you must need a lot of money for that then you must need to trade a million they've not done the numbers realizing that on 150k at a decent average return, even a conservative return, you can make seven grand a month. Then what yeah. does that do for you? you? Someone might be stuck in their job at 30K, 35, miserable, not realizing that if they applied a high income skill like this for just a couple of years and got their head down, they can be making three, five, six. And then what? what's the what's the value attached to that level of freedom? Like that is what it's all about. So we're uh, we're incredibly excited to, to learn more about your journeys as, as you both scale up as well. And as of course, it goes without saying, you need anything at all. You know, you can always lean on the community, myself, Abdu, Ibi, the team. I think that's really, really important for us to, to express that. Abdu, any kind of final words for where they're at in their journey right now? Any last words of advice? Yeah, I think you, you said it pretty well there about kind of lifestyle and stuff. And something I kind of realized as I was scaling up was lifestyle doesn't actually infinitely scale up as well, you know, and I think that's a bit mm. of a misconception in a way, you know, like, yes, I like, and I've, I did this exercise before kind of similar to what we're doing in the recession workshop, but um, what, where people did it incorrectly when I asked them, like, what's your ideal lifestyle? And I was like, what do you truly want? Right. And I was like, beyond the 35 Lamborghinis, right. I was like, very few people actually need that many cars and stuff like that. Right. Someone like myself, like, I mean, as you guys see on IG, I'm always eating out. Right. The reality is, is it's a couple K a month. It's not the end of the world. Like, yes, I understand for someone hearing this, that much, like you're you're spending a lot of money on restaurants. I get it. I do. But that's like my uh, guilty pleasure, so to speak. And as guilty pleasures go, a couple K a month in restaurants and stuff, it's not how much capital do you actually like if I did that, you know, I've run the math, right? I actually did this once upon a time. I was like, hypothetically, me and my girlfriend, we ate out every single meal, three meals a day, 30 days a month, you know, what I mean? like every single meal. 
validated at, at $200 per meal, right? I was like, we're going all out for every single meal. Mm-hmm. That, that was the peak number, right? And I was like, okay, now let's actually cut it back. The reality is we're not going to eat out every single meal. It's probably going to be tops one a day. Reality is not going to be seven days a week. It'll probably be around four days a week or three days a week. And at some point that got shifted down to twice a week, you know, stuff like breakfast is like what, $19. It, it, so realize the number actually got lower. I started out with the peak number, which was the best case scenario. <laughs> and all of a sudden it really wasn't that much anymore. And I was like, Oh, right. And I think the biggest lesson that was kind of realizing the things that actually made me happy in my lifestyle beyond, yes, you aim for the house and the car and the this and that, of course. But when you realize kind of that happiness is in the moment and in the growth of the journey itself, it becomes a lot more sustainable. And that was a big thing for myself. Oh, definitely. When you can be happy with nothing, that's how you're yeah. happy with everything. You'd be surprised how many people I've met in my circle that they're, they're in different industries. You know, they have like companies, tech companies, you name it, and they've done very well. And on paper, they're very wealthy but they're always dissatisfied. For example, I know one of them, he's building a house right now, like a big, big house. And then I went and saw the house, right? Showed me the blueprint of it. And he was like, it's not that big, is it? It's like 6,000 square foot. What are you talking about? He's just like, yeah, but it doesn't feel that big. Like the blocks are going up. But th- this individual, right? He is never satisfied. It doesn't matter if Did that you hear a, this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't matter if there was a 7,000 square foot house. Like eight, there would always be a reason. Now, part of that, you could say, oh, maybe that's what's made him successful. Fair enough. But at the same time, always dissatisfied, never, never really happy. I've always learned be happy with nothing. And then you can truly be happy with, with everything. The amount of times I, I look around and, and uh, I help my family and I'm, like, I'm in, uh, grateful 10, 20 times a day. And honestly, that's made me the happiest than ever before. Andrea, you said about you got the finer things in life and you're, you're happy and content with that, which I think is a great mindset to be in because you can just focus on growth. You can just level up and think, well, this is important to me. I've experienced that. Now I can go towards 300K, 500K, 600K and freedom. That's the, that's the exciting thing. And I, I, we can't wait to see you, you both tap into that and hit those high levels. So please keep us updated. And if you need absolutely anything at all, then always feel free to reach out. So thank you for so much for taking the time to jump on as well. This is incredibly inspiring for other people in the community that are maybe just jumped in a month ago, right? Early stages, they've still got a lot of work to do. Uh, any kind of last words for, for them uh, that you would say for the community to focus on, especially going through what you're going through. I'll start off with you, Andrea. Um, I would just say stay in your own lane. It's really, you know, get get um, get focused on what you want. So get your goals written down. Um, get around the community. So every opportunity you've got to jump on, you know, the back testing webinars, the, um, the, the foundation series, all the different webinars and, and training that's available, jump on, chat with people in the community, but stay in your own lane and just keep learning. So stay humble and keep learning. That's probably my advice. Love that. What about yourself, Daniel? Uh, for me, I, I think it's just persistence. Just persistence is key. Um, for me, like I, I, it took me multiple tries, you know, mm-hmm. to get where I am now. And it hasn't been an easy journey, you know. Maybe easier for some, but um, than some. But for me, I didn't find it very easy. But I, I stay persistent, you know. And you, one way or another, I'm gonna get to where I wanted to get to, eventually. So yeah, that's you, you keep going for long enough, you find you find your answers. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my word. Love that, hundred percent. You do, you really, really do. Well, thank you so much for all coming on, and yourself as well, Abdu. Always a pleasure, and uh, really appreciate it. So, have a, an incredible day, and we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks, Mark. Good Thanks, luck, Daniel. See ya. See you later. Bye, bye.